Hey everyone, I'm Marissa Tandon, creator of His Royal Fake and Highness. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Hamlet and Ophelia's journey and our reimagining of Shakespeare's greatest tragedy as a fun, ridiculous romantic comedy. The show is, at its core, a transformative work. We took a classic play and characters that everyone knows and loves and put them in our own sandbox. We asked what if and built our own story out of the spiral of possibilities that came from that core question. If you liked what came out of that process, I think you'll like a new show that I've made with another member of the writing team, Alex Wisenhunt. That Vampire Show is our most recent fiction podcast collaboration, and it's all about transformative works, fandom, and what it means to be a writer. That Vampire Show follows Kat Wright, a high school senior and avid fanfiction writer, after she wins a fanfiction contest for her favorite TV show. But when the prize includes a trip to set to meet the cast and crew, Kat and the show's creator set out on a collision course that will change the fandom forever. The first episode of That Vampire Show will play next, and the first season of the show was a labor of love with my His Royal Fake and Highness collaborator Alex Wisenhunt, as well as Gabriella Urbina. You might know his work from shows like Wolf 359 and Life on Pause. If you enjoy the first episode, you can find the rest of season one by searching for That Vampire Show or by visiting our website, tannenproductions.com. I'll include links to all in the episode description. And now, please enjoy the first episode of That Vampire Show. If I would have known you were this easy to surprise, I would have killed you a long time ago. And yet here I lay, undead and well. To be honest, it always feels wrong when I get the chance. A bit like kicking an unarmed puppy. Well, we certainly wouldn't want to get PETA involved. I don't think they cover vampires. Speciesism at its finest. What are you doing out of your crib, Luther? Oh, that is an ugly rumor. We don't like crypts. Terribly drafty. I'm losing my patience. Ah, hey, easy. What are you doing here? Uh, enjoying the moonlight. Ow! God, can't a guy go for a run in his own neighborhood? Hmm. Not when that guy eats people for fun. First of all, I do not eat people. It's more of a slow-burn-drinking kind of thing. And second of all, if I would have known you were this easily distracted, I would have killed you a long time ago. Cut! That was great, guys. Really? I thought I could have hit Cameron a little harder, you know, like, for a fact. Did you not want me to get in closer? Sell the fang shot? You were great, guys. Let's break for lunch. Tandon Productions presents That Vampire Show. Episode 1, A Life Stolen. Were you able to grab... You're my hero. Heroes get paid better. Okay, lunch is distinctly green, so I snuck you a burrito bowl. It's waiting in your trailer. We'll detour there so Cameron doesn't see. Hero. We're back in 30, and we'll shoot the rest of Cam and Lucy's fight choreography for the episode. Right. Did Sam... Fix that wardrobe issue? Yeah, she swapped the denim for leather. Leather? Cam's all for it. And it'll make a cleaner slice when Bex goes for the kill. Leather. Why is their solution always more leather? It looks good, I promise. 
They have to cover him in baby powder to get him in and out of it, but the ass is... Something out of Fifty Shades of Grey. Is it sexual harassment if I say ungodly? Absolutely. Well, then you'll have to wait and see if Cam gives Mr. Grey a run for his money. We'll wrap by four, and then you have an hour to go over notes for the writers. Harder scripts? Scripts are already on your tablet. Please stop doubting me. You've got dinner with Susan at seven. Is that business? Personal. You guys met at the Teen Choice Awards last month? Which one was she? The one who handed you your illustrious surfboard. She was wearing a dress, holding a miniature orange blimp. Weren't they all? Ugh. Yeah, I'll cancel that. Which will leave your evening free to read over those submissions. We're not staffing yet. The contest submissions? The fanfiction contest! I put the final five on every desk you own over a week ago. Can't we push that? There are thousands of little horny teenagers anxiously awaiting your decision. You've got to bestow the crown. Knight the fannest of them all. I don't see how me reading pornographic takes on my own show is going to help anything other than my insomnia. They're strictly PG-13, buddy, which you know. It was a contest rule. (sighs) What if they influence my work? What? You really think some 18-year-old will give you a better idea for bloodlines than you already have? Well, well no, but, but, but from a legal standpoint. Because that would be embarrassing, dude. And anyways, they signed a release. Can't you read them? I did read them. Marketing sent over ten finalists. I picked five. <laughs> but I really, really don't want to. Tough shit, man. It'll take you an hour tops. Pick someone and make their dreams come true. A trip to set, a vampire makeover, and dinner with the incomparable Warren Young. Fine. Yes, whatever. I'll read them tonight. Will you leave me to my burrito bowl in peace? Eight minutes. Don't forget to brush your teeth. You know how Cam gets when he can smell guacamole. Hey, Kat. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm assuming based on the fact that you were doing tomorrow's homework all of class, uh, you understood what he was talking about. <laughs> I can help you after debate tonight. You're a lifesaver. Anytime, Chase. Uh, I'll see you later. Uh, to- totally. Uh, um, thank you. Hmm, what was that about? Oh, uh, he needs help with calculus. Interesting. What's interesting? Nothing. Just that Chase seems to always need your help with calculus. Not this again. <laughs> I'm just saying he's that so That I have cute. the highest grade in the class, and it's the natural order of things for the guy who sits in the back of class to ask me for help with his homework. Stop trying to make this some sort of Netflix rom-com. Chase is not Noah Centennial, and I am not... Lara Jean. I am definitely not Lara Jean. So <laughs> stop making a thing out of it. Fine. But I actually Always like with ask- the but. Hmm. If you got time to help Chase with calculus, I assume that you finished your NYU application since you're so ahead of the curve. I'm working on it. 
Kat, come on. I finished mine ages ago. You're applying early. I've got like a dozen applications to finish, and they all want their own idiotic essay questions. You write faster than anyone I know, Kat. That's totally different. How so? That's not original. I'm just, you know, I'm borrowing the characters for a bit. There's no... Responsibility? Expectation. Are you serious? Kat. Thousands of people read your work all the time. People are frothing at the mouths for your updates. Yeah, and none of those people can reject me in a spectacular fashion or control my future destiny. They don't even know my real name. Uh, okay, fair point, fair point. <sighs> Kat, we've had this plan for ages. I literally have a countdown on my phone until we move to New York and start our incredible new life together. Do you need to see the countdown? For the eighth time this week, I think I remember it. <laughs> okay, which question are you stuck on? Maybe I can help. <sighs> What's a piece of art, sculpture, performance, painting, photograph, television show, film, etc. that you relate to, and what does it say about you? That's what you're stuck on? I know, it's such a stupid question to ask. You're risking our third-floor walk-up dreams for a question as easy as this? Right about bloodlines! <laughs> right. Sure. I- I'm serious! I am not writing my college admissions essay about a hot teen vampire show. I want them to take me seriously. Kat, it's unique. Everyone else is going to write about Starry Night or the Mona Lisa, maybe ugh, a Picasso. They're going to try to sound deep. You'd sound real. It would stand out. Or, stay with me here, it would make me look like an absolute child whose emotional depths only stretch to encompass a show about vampires and their sworn enemies. Do you see how I'm hesitant here? You are not still on about the epic purge, are you? Of course I am. The second we land in New York, we press the big delete. Goodbye, fangirl cat. Hello, cool, unique college freshman cat. I just think that the college is Shit, I'll catch you later, actually... okay? Thank you for trying to help. Cat! Thank you. Don't mention it. I don't. I don't understand you. This should have been a dream come true for you. Nothing fun about taking a sitting duck out, Bex. I prefer to play with my food. Rawr! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Wait, no. no. What is happening? I just don't understand how he could... How he could turn on me like this. Even when we're fighting, Callum's always just been an extension of myself. The look in his eyes. Bex, that wasn't Callum. No, it wasn't. But it felt like... Like what? Like someone took half of me away. And somehow... You're what's left behind. Cut! That's a wrap for the day, guys. 
the Lex shippers are going to eat that shit up. The what? Cam, tell Warren that the internet is absolutely going to explode when this airs. Oh, absolutely. Warren, are you sure you're good with that take? I wasn't sure about the Neil, but it felt like Bex is being so vulnerable and Luther needed to match that for the moment to work. I could go again, though, if you want me to stick to the original blocking. No, it looked great, Cam. You know Luther better than I do by now. And it will make for absolutely bonkers gift sets. I mean, Luther prone and submissive, opening up to Bex, the way you tilted your neck up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a minute alone? Just trying to prep you for your nighttime read, boss man. Oh shit, are you swamped? We can do drinks another night if you want. No, let's stick to it. I'm going to need them. Warren can come out to play after he reads the fan fiction contest finalists. That's right! How's that going? Terribly. Why do you sound so excited? And this is who we do it for, right? I love the conventions, but I always feel like the organizer people are rushing everyone on. I told marketing I'd help. They're letting me sit in on makeup and help turn them full vamp. (laughs) Jesus, you know I hate looking at those things up close. Put the fangs away. This is the energy I am begging you for, Warren. You do know I alone can fire you, right? And then who would keep you grounded? Come on, we've got exactly an hour to prep for the notes call, and then I need you home reading. If you're fast, you and Cam can get drunk. I don't have you booked for anything tomorrow until three. (sighs) Yeah... Yes, fine. You are so scary. Someone has to be. Hello. Warren, bud, I need to know where you're at. My home. (laughs) Always with the jokes. That's what makes your work so popular. Pretty sure it's the number of times Cameron is contractually obligated to take his shirt off. (laughs) Look, are we making Bloodline Season 6, or are you going to let me get you a real job? Is this your cryptic way of telling me we're getting cancelled? Are you kidding? The ratings are incredible. They'd have to be money-hating idiots to cancel. I'm just reminding you that your contract ends this season. Do they want me back? Of course they want you back, Warren. I'm just asking if you want to go back, or if you want to try for something better. Like what? Look, the kid I met fresh from New York didn't strike me as the kind of guy who'd be happy winning Teen Choice Awards and VMAs for the rest of his career. Um, the TCAs are kind of fun. They double as a surfboard. You and Cameron made everyone well aware of that when you took yours out in Malibu last year. You're really not supposed to use them that way. And you're not supposed to use Emmys as paperweights, door stoppers, or ashtrays. But I've been to eight different houses where that happened. Well, you're never gonna get to do weird shit with an Emmy if you don't let me get you out of Bloodline sometime soon. Look, man, I know you love this show. But I also know vampires weren't your endgame. All I'm saying is, let me start to look. See if we can't get you a superhero movie, or some Oscar bait, or for God's sake, premium cable. Worst that happens, Bloodlines hears you're looking, and they offer us more money. But if I don't start trying to get you to diversify, you're always gonna be that vampire guy. Yeah, okay. I'll think about it. 
Thank you. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Okay. Fan fiction. <clears throat> I can do this. Uh, Callum hated the word vampire. It burned the back of his throat every time it passed his lips. He wondered, every time he strapped his order blade to his thigh... Callum has never strapped a blade to his thigh. This isn't a James Bond movie. <sighs> okay. Every time he strapped his order blade to his thigh, if this war would ever end. Generations of his family had been fighting the same vampires for nearly a century. They're not all the same vampires. Oh my god? The covens grow every decade. Immortal does not mean omnipresent. Oh, okay. Okay, next. Mm. Bex moved through life in a haze. There were rare moments that she found clarity. Days where she got to fight in close combat. Days she had time to do her hair fancier than just a tight single braid. And days where she saw Luther. Excuse me? There was something about the way Luther moved through a room. The way he shone despite his inconvenient sun allergy. Inconvenient sun allergy? He's a fucking vampire. What kind of allergy ends in you catching fire? No. 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 Oh... Callum had never had to call a vampire an ally, but this was bigger than the war. This was about his sister, and there was nothing he wouldn't do for Bex. It was rare for twins to be born into the Order, and rarer still for family to be partnered together in battle. There were rules for a reason, and Callum and Bex broke them for their own reasons. There's a code amongst the Order. They don't do rescue missions. Callum had always found the code to be antiquated and terrible, but he had followed the rules. He and Bex both had. The order was their lives, because they were born into it, because it had to be, because they knew nothing else. And then Bex had gotten herself kidnapped. And that was how, against all odds, Callum found himself sharing his car with a vampire. With the vampire, Luther. And God, Callum couldn't get away from the way he smelled smelled Callum couldn't put his finger on it it was a mixture the woods Luther was always lurking through some sort of expensive aftershave and underneath it all a hint of blood a hint of danger Jesus Christ a hint of danger Sure, it's almost like the whole reason Luther exists is to murder Callum and his twin sister. That might be why he seems dangerous. This one! If she already picked, why do I have to read them? <sighs> People always thought vampires would be cold to the touch. Trapped somewhere between life and death, corpses with a personality. Or, in Luther's case, an unbearable attitude. Hmm. The reality was they were warm, uncannily human to the touch. 
The blood they drank coursed through their veins, pumping through their circulatory system like a life remembered and a life stolen at the same time. A life remembered and a life stolen. Hmm. Luther remembered the first time Bex had brushed against his uncovered arm, the surprise in her eyes as she'd had the illusion shattered. They'd been in the forest, one of the first fights they'd had. Amidst the fight, Luther had wrapped his hand around Bex's wrist and pulled. The moment his fingers had closed around her, he watched her eyes open wider. Was it fear? Or was it fascination? Years later, Luther still found himself wondering, searching her expression. There were things they didn't tell you about immortality before they offered it. That the way you spoke would eventually go out of date. That every decade or so you had to relearn English so that people wouldn't notice that you were out of place. That every time you fell in love, it came, came with, with the, the crushing, crushing realization, realization that you might not, not be, be capable, capable of it. Of anymore. Love. He's evil. There was an emptiness, Luther thought, that came hand in hand with living forever. When he was human, Luther thought the idea of immortality meant that you'd live forever. But there was a reason they called vampires the undead. Walking through life this close to humanity, Luther felt the impossibility of existing forever. A life stolen, pumping through his veins, keeping him warm as another body grew cold in his wake. And as Bex took his hand and her eyes grew wide with surprise and fear, he had come to understand that the dilation was a mixture of both. Scales always tipping in favor of either side, never settling. Luther wondered if this would ever stop feeling so simultaneously invigorating and appalling. The false heat of his skin mixing with the strength in her grip reminded him, once again, of how, despite every law of God and nature, they always seemed to be drawn to each other. A vampire who'd give up every bit of power to be human once more and a human who gave up as much of her humanity as she could to get one step closer to being a god. Somewhere between them, Luther thought, there was a person who could simply be satisfied with the life they were given. What the fuck? Open up! Warren? I thought we were meeting at the bar. Luther is evil. Okay? He's evil! He's the villain! He eats people! It's more of a slow burn drinking sort of activity, actually. Oh, don't... Do not quote my own writing back to me! Whoa, okay. What's going on? Is this the nervous breakdown everybody warned me to look out for? I am not having a nervous breakdown! You're all exclamation points right now. You hate exclamation points. They are a sign that the writer couldn't get their point across with just the dialogue. We would all be better off if we just agreed to eradicate. Exclamation points from the English vernacular, I know. Why are we having a meltdown? At least let me in on it so we can share in this downward spiral. 
this. Hey, this is good. <coughs> good? <coughs> yeah, what is this? Are you trying out next season? Ooh, I like this part. The bit that's like, the blood they drank coursed through their veins, pumping through their circulatory system like a life remembered and a life stolen at the same time. I know what it says. Okay. What's the problem? It's fan fiction. Shit, really? What do you mean, really? Of course it is. Look at how she's talking about Luther like he's... Like he's some sort of tragic hero striving to feel alive. He's immortal. He's evil. He's not a hero. Well, I always kind of thought he was a little more shades of gray. You know, like when Callum bails on Beck so that he can go to prom and Luther helps her out with that mission she needed the second for back in season three. He only did that so that he could steal the Order Manifest from her when she wasn't looking. You know that. Well, sure, he got the Manifest, but I don't know about only. I wrote it, Cam! I know! Bro, we just shot the, like, most tender scene. Luther's totally helping Bex get through the betrayal of her twin, and it's like the third time he's helped this season alone. I kinda thought you were tracking towards... Tracking towards what? I don't know. Giving Luther a chance to have a heart, I guess. A little taste of redemption. Do people really think Luther deserves redemption? I mean, doesn't everyone? I thought you wanted to go to that bar, see what's her face. The bar where we were supposed to double date? Oh, shit. Surfboard girl. Sorry. No problem. I don't think you should be imposed on the public today. You can crash in the spare. Well, at least you got one thing out of the way. What do you mean? The fanfiction contest? You found your winner. <laughs> this lunatic? No way. Dude, I haven't heard you sound this fired up about Bloodlines since season three. You, like, lost something once Bex and Callum graduated. I kind of thought you were going to quit, if we're being honest. I might. If we're being honest, Brad wants me to consider it. Oh, sure. I'm sure a guy who uses an entire bottle of cologne every time he leaves the house knows what's best. Come on, Cam. You know I haven't really been into this the last season or two. I'm just... If I don't think about it now, I might be the vampire guy. Forever. Yeah, I thought... I don't know. But just now, that's how you looked when you pitched the show in the first place. Because she's wrong. She's totally missing the point. She tapped into something we put on the screen, even if it's tiny. That's the whole point of fan fiction. Why do you know that? Uh, on the record, because that's what people tell me. Off the record, I have access to the internet. People make gifs of me taking my shirt off. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's very flattering, and I'm constantly in need of an ego boost to keep me from eating an entire pizza by myself when no one is looking. What's your point? That the diet they put me on so that you can keep making me take my clothes off for the story is unreasonable. 
About the fan fiction, Cam? Nothing. Just that if you didn't think it was good, you wouldn't have read the whole thing. And you wouldn't have made me read it. And you wouldn't be this angry. And that I'd kill to meet the girl that got you to sound alive again. Sorry I'm late. I got stuck in last period. Miss Wright, good to see you. Right. Yes. Sorry again. Do you know what month it is? Um, October? Yes. October. Sorry, I'm not sure I'm following. You have two months left until your applications need to be submitted, Kat. You've decided not to apply early, which I told you I think is a mistake, considering how good your grades and test scores are. I don't want to be... You know, I just think it would be better to have options to choose from. Your admission chances would be much higher with an early application pool, but I understand your decision. What I don't understand is how you haven't made any decisions at all, Cat. There are still 15 schools on your list. There is nothing wrong with casting a wide net. Ten of them are in New York. I like New York. Do you even know why you want to go to any of these schools, specifically? I am hoping one of them will be foolish enough to give me a degree, preferably with a scholarship attached. Cat. I don't know... They all fit the list. Safeties, expected, reaches, good locations, mom and dad's alma mater. What about programs? Um... Cat, you can't choose the next four years of your life just based on what looks good on the brochure, or the weather report, or your parents' love story. You've got to pick a school that caters best to what you want out of your life. Right. Sure. Have you thought about what that is? Of course I have. Who hasn't? Kat, I want you to take this weekend and really think about what it is you want. Where you see yourself in a few years. What you want to be when you grow up. And then we'll talk again next week about what school might help with that. I... Sure. Okay. Okay. That's all, then. Have a good weekend. Where have you been? Seriously, you've either got to get a license or learn to be on time. Sorry, my meeting ran over. (sighs) Whatever. Get in so we can go, okay? Yeah, sure. Sorry. Hang on. The only people who ever call me are my parents, and they're at work. Hello? Cat Wright? Yes? Who is this? My name's Mina. I'm Warren Young's assistant. Warren... Warren Young, the creator of Bloodlines. What? Normally marketing would make this call, but I begged them to let me call you and give you the good news. Warren has personally selected you as the winner of our first official Bloodlines fanfiction contest. Excuse me? I know. Congratulations. 
I read your story, A Life Stolen, and I absolutely loved it. You're really, really talented. Warren can't wait to meet you. M meet me? Yes, of course. You'll be able to bring one guest with you, but they'll need to be over the age of 18. Is it okay to use the email address you used to submit the entry, cat.write at brightonschool.edu, to have our travel team coordinate your flights and hotel? Um, sure. Amazing. <sighs> I can't wait to meet you, Cat, and congratulations again on your win. Who was it, Cat? Someone from Bloodlines? I won the fan fiction contest. What? Cat, th that's amazing! Allie, I didn't enter. This episode was written and directed by Marissa Tandon. It featured Lauren Grace Thompson as Kat, Alex Bankier as Warren, Gabrielle Abner as Allie, Megan Carter as Mina, Dallas Seeker as Cameron and Luther, Castroline Villar as Lucy and Bex, Connor Brannigan as Brad, Justin Schaffner as Chase, and Brendan McGrady as Ed Phillips, our college counselor. Our casting assistant is Kim Roth, and our sound design is by Alexandra Tandon, with additional sound design assistance from Newton Shottlecotty. Remember, our story takes place not just on our feed, but on the internet. If you'd like to check out our additional story content between episodes, be sure to visit our website, tandemproductions.com, and follow us at That Vamp Show on social media for all updates. New episodes are out on Tuesdays.